This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, April the 8th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name is Eric Cedarstrom. We're live from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in beautiful, vacant Deer Valley, Arizona. And I'm your guy, Friday. Get to sit in here. Started this company two decades ago, and they let me work on Friday still, and I'm proud to be part of it. Thank you for allowing me into your lives. I try not to waste your time. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, one of the finest hard asset companies in America today. Built one brick at a time, one customer at a time, complaint-free for 20 years. Call one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two and place an order and find out why we how we've done it. All so good for all these years. And you can also go out to allamericangold.com, which is updated daily with prices and news and things to keep you busy to the wee hours of the morning. Uh, the president of this company, Joe Jaquin, is sitting across. He does the show. Four days a week, and then they let me come in on Fridays. He's uh, he's a nice guy, darn it. He's good enough. And people like him. And, uh, well, not really, but anyway. He's here. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there's you. And, uh, <laughs> well, there's you. I, I wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> That's a little too strong a word. A little too strong like. I don't know. I'm stuck with you. How's that? You, you got married in my backyard to my daughter slash niece. How many years ago? Sarah, how many years have you been married? 16? They don't know. Do We don't know. That's a tough question. Hey, listen, we're still together. You have to have that written down in your wallet. Okay, just in case the wife springs it at you. Hang on, honey. Listen, I'm, here's I'm how I do it is I take my oldest son. How old is he? And then I go with that number. There you go. Right? I like you know, that. At a year. 16, yeah. He's 16, so we're coming up with 17 years next month. Ah, marital bliss. How about that? The three happiest years of your life. <laughs> you know, I want to thank you for playing uh, some Merle Haggard yesterday. Um, what an icon. I mean, you know, we're losing entire generation of, uh, well, they said the greatest society was the World War II generation, and I guess he's kind of kind of leads in, in there as well and uh, bleeds over into the boomers. Well, yeah, he was, what, 79 but that song that you played, Wish a Buck Was Still Silver, it was back when the country was strong, was when we started this. We started doing radio in 1993 at night on shortwave. That was our opening song. So, you know, what was funny is you were telling me that story. And so here's what I decided to do. So I, I talked to Ramon, and we're not going to have it be our opening song. But you're going to put it in? But we're going to have it be our closing song. What a nice Because I've been wait, waiting to find a way to get rid of Bruce Springsteen anyway. He's, he's a liberal anyway. Everybody hates him. I so, love his music. I love his music, too. But so. uh, we're going to start closing. And, you know, you were telling me how in shortwave back in the 80s you guys used to open. I thought, you know what? What a great tie-in. That something? You know, no. I, I was glad you did it. Of course, Merle Haggard's grandson has come out with a new song, Wish a Buck Was Still Paper. <laughs> <laughs> because we are heading to a cashless society. Make no mistake about it. So, uh, yeah, Wish a Buck Was Still Paper. It was back when the country was acting like it was still strong. So, because everything's going electronic. 
So I don't get it. You know, I really don't get it. I, you know, the more I look, uh, oil rumors out in the business news. I mean, you know, the the oil's the, up two dollars today. The official headline is Wall Street's rallying, and oil's up two dollars because uh, production. They're going to agree to cut production. This is what it's come down to, ladies and gentlemen. It has come down to volatility. Donald Trump touched on it a little bit. So did Jamie Dimon this week. Now, you'll find it quite interesting that Jamie Dimon, a Wall Street darling, a recipient of unknown, untold trillions of dollars through bailouts, and he is a golden boy, a golden boy amongst the who's who of the rich and famous. I would have to say that that they view him as the premier banker of the world. Yesterday or the day before, he said he thought, now, he's just sitting on the nation's largest bank. He said he thinks the economy might be heading for trouble. Not because he's looking at, oh, say, 7 million accounts worldwide. <laughs> okay? Forget that, because... You would, yeah, he's got a lot of people that bank at his bank. Now, I can see you taking a shot at Donald Trump. What does he know? He's just a billionaire. But Jamie Dimon went from golden boy to idiot in one sentence. We're heading in. I think we might be heading into a recession. Now he's an idiot. The media, they, they just get out a litany of parade of people across bubble vision to go, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't about. know. He's, no, what do you think? He's, who, he's just Jamie Dimon. So he's off the Christmas card list. And don't even think about coming out to the island this summer. <laughs> so here's what we got. Here's what we've come down to. So Wall, Wall Street wants to rally on horrible news, just horrible, because oil. Now, ladies and Germans, the oil markets, the sectors crash. And don't forget, we've got sell in May and go away coming up in an election year. When they go away in election year... They really go away. <laughs> Let's see who gets elected. There's not matter. that many of them left, right? They don't come back at, you know, after Labor Day. And by the way, if you wear white after Labor Day, it's very gauche. But so what you've got here, <laughs> I throw that in. So. But we have no sector rotation. You know, they used to tell you sector leadership. See, now I'm going to tell you right now, we do have that. They just don't want to admit it because the leadership is gold. It is the leader. Right. It's been leading. It has. It has never quit leading. Because oil has crashed, you know, and even the, uh, I forecasted a $30 oil number, and everybody went, oh, my God, well, we hit it, and we're in there. You know what's amazing? At $36 oil, we had a $1.65 gasoline. How come it's two-something now? At $38 oil, it's two thirty. Do the math. I mean, it should only be, you know, a 10% rise in, in, in oil. You know, we should have like a $1.80 gas, you know. Doesn't make any sense, does it? So. Well, it's simple because you know what they try to spin it. Hey, we gave you all a tax break, but the numbers didn't get any better. So they said, "Well, you know what? The numbers aren't going to get any better. To heck with them." I got news for you. News flash: as We head into break. Oil's not going to save Wall Street. We'll be back. Don't you know you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day? <laughs>
and his little shareholder. See when the casino guy? Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Rich people only like to hang out with rich people. Of course they do. Right. And nobody likes hanging out with poor people. You know, and I, and I adopted a policy years ago. I'm you know, not wealthy, but I, I help some people. I've loaned some money to friends. So when friends now ask me for money, I give them a list of people that already owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, anything you collect, I'll split with you. So that, and that's working out well for me. So you might, might want to try that. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We're talking about no sector rotation that they want to admit. Gold is up seventeen percent for the year. Joe and I were talking during the break. You know, the Wall Street had its worst start ever in the history of the U.S. financial system. January, everything's getting hit on Wall Street, and everyone's talking about recession. And and of course, I was telling you it's coming. Forget about rate hikes. That's the old news. And in February. All the January numbers come out. Retail sales and inventory numbers and consumer confidence numbers and, you you know, all, all of that. So ISM and all of them miraculously came out spectacular. And they saved, yeah, they saved it. Saved so Wall Street. It back. Wall Street came all the way back. Well, today... In really the last 10 days, all of the data coming out for February that came out the end of March, and, and some of it just came out today, miraculously, all those great January numbers that saved Wall Street, not only did they get revised, they got revised to where now this morning, everyone now is forecasting a negative GDP for the first quarter. And that's exactly what we need with record debt levels. Uh, the Obama administration's tacked on almost nine trillion in debt, right? When they took office, the day he took on January twentieth, two thousand and nine. Yes, remember the word change. The debt stood at ten point six two trillion. Ten point six two trillion. This here's wait. Here's what changed. <laughs> the debt now stands at nineteen point two three trillion. And let's face it, by the time he gets out, by the time he's done, he'll add during his eight years, he'll have add, added over nine trillion dollars. Almost doubled it. Almost. Yeah. He's gonna miss it by just a little bit. Well, you never know. Some accounting some some nice accounting <laughs> allows him to miss doubling the debt. So this is all that's left, and this is why they want a standard uh candidate. This is why they all want a standard candidate in. So the next president gets elected, when they get out in eight years, the debt will be $40 trillion. Now, ultimately, we're going to default and never pay it. There's no way to pay it. Donald Trump, you got to love him, Donald Trump says he can pay it off, not in four years, but eight. So you'll have to right, re-elect you him twice. <laughs> I love that number. Yeah, uh, how long will it take? Well, let me grab eight years. Eight years. <laughs> he wants to sell off everything. You know, fine with Listen, me. Listen, you know what? Think about it. You've already kind of said that what Donald probably doesn't know is all the stuff he wants to sell off, we probably already uh, earmarked that as far as the national parks and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah, it's already in there. That's when we went off the gold standard is when they started flying the uh, U.N. flags in the national parks and and all this, you know, globalism and 
world, the one world, new world order came into play, and that's what they pledged. You want to buy a U.S. debt instrument and you're a foreign bank? Don't worry. If we default, we'll give you the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Grand Canyon. Why wouldn't you loan us money? Just because it's run by rapists. <laughs> what? You missed all that, did you? Yeah, they got, uh, they're shutting down all the, the state and federal run tours and everything because of sexual harassment. So... So it's running rampant up there. Apparently there's nothing to do, but never mind. I wasn't going to go. There you go. Free trade candidates. Have you noticed how they're all becoming right-wing wackos? <laughs> Everyone, even Only you know, during an election. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, free trade's bad, bad. You know, and then they're out there, we're going to create jobs. We're going to sell things to other countries. Yeah, the only thing so far we've sold is mutual funds and cardboard. <laughs> I know, those tra- we used to sell treasuries, but now all those countries are selling them back. All right, so, you know, free trade is, uh, I mean, amazing. Now they're all talking bad. And then the TPT or whatever, the, the latest one, it doesn't matter. They've already got NAFTA and GATT. It's done. i got to tell you, too, the uh, ports being built in Mexico are getting close to being done. The deep water ports. All the stuff that we talked about, the deep water ports, the, the highway systems, the, the Mexican trucks, all of it is all coming and and it's coming at a, at lightning pace. Why do you think all of a sudden we've seen this huge surge, and all of these companies moving even more plants to Mexico? We saw Carrier and Ford and Nabisco, and and that that's just this month. Lear Company because they know it's almost ready. Right, and you you don't have to worry about being a communist because under the North American Free Trade Agreement, we're all going to be one country with one currency. So you don't have to worry about it. We don't need it. That's why we don't need the border. Right. You can go ahead, and they're all lining up, taking shots at China and how they're eating our lunch, and now it's it's becoming tray chic to go, yes, that's evil. You've gone to a tax haven or a communist country. It's now becoming bad, where it was really good. So the only thing left in this country is debt and volatility. I mean, look at it. You know, it, it, the only way to earn money is, is, is through volatility, because there is no growth. Let's face it. I mean, you look at the, we're going to talk later in the show about the great real estate recovery that really doesn't exist. But what happened was, is it vulture capitalism. And vulture capitalists, nothing wrong with it, ladies and gentlemen. Banks are vulture capitalists. They were, at one point anyway, where, you know, then, you know, the bank, the bank, if you don't need money, we'll give it to you. The minute you need money, you don't get nothing. And they want to take what you got. They're the first one to right. <laughs> For pennies on the dollar. So, but prosperity through volatility, tough deal. And look at this year. Wall Street's already had its biggest drop and its biggest rise. Well, you know what's funny? And it's not even tax day yet. It's done this before, by the way. That year, what year, Alex? 1933. Give me the Great Depression for 1,000. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry. That's just a coincidence. Coinkydink? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. So, yeah. So being a vulture capitalist is paying off if you're a good trader. Buy and hold. I think, really think buy and hold. That went away, about, what, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, if you're in an electronic financial instrument, long term is like 86 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Oh, yeah. They only want you to think everything in the whole world matters for the next five minutes. You know, if you take away pensioners, for lack of better words, I don't know if that's the correct vernacular, pensioners, pensioners, pension funds, pension funds. Well, uh, whoever's on a pension, which is all government employees, you know, the 
There are pension plans that are still out there. Sure, for, they get cu- every every year or two. Their companies cut their benefits yeah, and do they, all that they, stuff. Yeah, yeah that's. But there, yeah, there's no more working people on pensions unless you're a government employee. Correct. But yeah, but that, sure. those days are gone. But you know, there's people out there that are on pensions. So, but if you, those people set aside okay, because you have to total up the millions of people that still get pensions, uh, and the, and they're exposed to Wall Street. All right, they are. That's where their money is. You look at any of the state pension funds, like Calpers comes to mind because they're the biggest. Right. And, and all of that is, is predicated upon the stock market. And let's face it, the only reason these pensions were so, quote-unquote, generous is Wall Streeters told the government, hey, don't worry. You put all this money with us, the Dow's going to be 50000 and it'll be fine. Right. Everything was fine based on uh, 8% a year growth. Right, that's what that's they figured. Kind of, yeah, right. That was the well. It was twelve, and then they adjusted. And then to it eight. was eight. Now, now it's they don't. Six. Nobody wants to admit what it is now. They're like, I just want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get that done? That's ridiculous. So, but you set that number aside. That are you aware that right now the lowest percentage of households uh, are affected by Wall Street in the history of the financial system? That makes perfect sense. Because really, who's left? The boomers, you've got your IRAs, right, the boomers you've got your out. 401ks. There's no one left to buy you. The, the millennials are busted. The boomers exited. I'm telling you, it was a big deal, and they, they played it down, but the fat finger crash. Remember after everything gone down, uh, everything was a fat you know, finger, right? And, and, you know, guys, people are like, all right, I took my losses, you know, and we're all in our 50s, you know, and, you, and you're aware that you don't have guarantees in this world, and you've been kicked around, and you didn't get a trophy for participating, you had to win, you know. All right, that's how right. I grew and up. And even then, right. maybe you didn't get one. So and then the people that were trying to make fast bucks, they all got wiped out. So everything gets wiped out in a way. So everything's coming back, and then one day they went, wee, wee, I, I, I. <laughs> and Wall Street, <laughs> Wall Street dropped a thousand points in like five seconds. Whammo! What? <laughs> what? People are looking at <laughs> What happened? Going, yeah, you were going, what? what? They just had to shut it off, you know. What happened? Oh, we, well, you know, because what happened was everybody hit the sell button all at once. Oh, it came back. Let's get out. No, 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 no. Fat finger. Fat finger. Fat finger. And then people started to really question, you know, I'm in my 50s and 60s, and I've my broker's had my money all this time and wiped me out a couple of times, and I've had some good years and bad, and but you know what? If I could get wiped out literally while I'm ordering a Big Mac, <laughs> I don't think I want to play anymore. <laughs> and that's what happened. Well, you know, think about this. So, so you're you're talking about people in their fifties and their sixties, where at least what what I remember going back to when I started working with you, which was at that age, you needed to get out of the risky stock market and, and buy a CD or a, a mutual or some type of a bond yeah, yeah, and, and live off the interest. Something that's insured. Right? right. And live off the interest. Right. Well, they took care of that problem, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, now you don't get nothing. You don't get nothing. So, and I love how, oh, gold doesn't pay interest. Oh, does your bank? <laughs> how about your credit union? You try that one lately? So, so you know, here's the only thing they're down to. We need four, five, six, seven... $8 gasoline so Wall Street can rally. This is the only thing that's left. Here's what I'm getting a little worried about. So now 
California says they're going to $15. A couple of days later, New York does the same thing. Now, they're both on, on their way to $15 an hour, and you you kind of made the comment, listen, wages got to go to 15 20 30 you got to pay 20 bucks for a combo meal at McDonald's and $8 for a gallon of gas, and that's the only way the economy's going to get better. Is this what's in store? And they ha- if they don't do it and they just let it happen through attrition, because it's going to happen anyway, that your kids are never moving out, <laughs> okay? Because even at $15 an hour, we did the math. It doesn't work. You can't get anything. 25 and a 40-hour-a-week job with maybe a little overtime, you can move out. Hey, Mom! Can we get some meatloaf? <laughs> I don't know what she's doing up there. <laughs> she just meatloaf. You think he still lives at home? <laughs> <laughs> I think he may be okay. What movie was that? That was, uh, what, was that Wedding, wedding Crashers? Wedding Crashers, yeah, that's right. Mom, meatloaf. Ramon, you're funny today. We got a producer. Ramon's great. You're lucky. So I don't, I don't see any way out of this. So we need. Well, all right, I take it back. All right, what do, let's take what we know. We're in. We never really came out of the Great Depression that we're in. Well, listen, we know what cost it. You got rid of all the jobs. I mean, that's what they did. You you got rid of all the jobs. You got rid of uh, essentially. You got rid of thirty million middle class workers. You just got rid of them. They're now on food stamps. Okay, what let us out in the 70s? So, 69, they said everything was, everything started to flat out again. 70s. What, what, what did it? Aerospace and defense stocks. That was the new sector leadership. Now, because we had the, the Cold War, right? Star Wars. Right? I hate to say it, ladies and gentlemen, but if national defense becomes the new sector rotation, I don't think you can deep build a tunnel deep enough. <laughs> That's a little scary. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. You couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was back. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, wall to wall and treetop tall. I'm your guy Friday, Eric Cedarstrom, former CEO. And I'm glad to be here. I hope uh, you're looking forward to a good weekend. And, uh, well, let's face it, uh, any day above ground's a good one. You know, we have some strange talking about uh, prosperity through volatility and the vulture capitalists. The, the, some of the commodities markets have had some down lock limit days. Cattle futures, not cattle uh, live on the hoof or whatever they call it, uh, had a down limit day, kind of caught everybody by surprise, starting to see... Uh, a lot of volatility in corn and uh, other crops, and I think this is what Trump and uh, and what Diamond look at. I think they're looking at things that aren't tracked through the mainstream media as much. I mean, if you watch RFD TV, obviously, like I do, you pick up on it. But, uh, I, I am convinced more than ever, and I've been saying this, and I think everyone's got to get ready. You know, in the in the first uh, huge financial crisis, you know, the Great Depression, it was a deflation issue. Then you you talked about the 70s. That was an inflation issue. I'm convinced because of what the central banks have done, we're setting up for a stagflation issue, which is the American worker doesn't have any money, yet prices are rising. Right. I I think that's where we're at again. uh, Well, but they're still not rising in the sectors. There's an article about the Elman Company Corporation 
which uh, Elman was run by... Uh, Elman. Yeah. Steve Elman. Steve Elman, he was yeah. a hockey player, right? No, he was the guy that built the development that brought the hockey team here. He was the guy. So he brought in the the, the Coyotes into the Glendale Arena. That was all part which of the Which now Glendale wants to get rid of. What a disaster that whole thing was. You know, they went to put the hockey team in Scottsdale. So yes, they, Los Arcos. Los Arcos Mall. So they tore down the mall, which was a great mall. It's been there forever. And, and well, I don't know about a great mall, I but it's been there, been there a long time. I grew up there. I grew up in Scottsdale, Los Argos Mall, you know. And I, I would, you know, they, there was Ponchos. Remember, you'd go in there and raise yes, the flag. Was Poncho. Whatever happened to Ponchos? Ponchos was great. If you, I, I'm not lying. A week ago, Sarah and I were talking about, I wish there was a Ponchos. I think they're still around somewhere, but but they had one there. You know, we used to go to dinner, and, you know, with five kids in our family, you could eat for about 38 cents. And if you wanted more food, you raised the Mexican flag on the table. <laughs> and it went up, and here came the steward. It was all you could eat, you know. All oh, you could eat. Ponchos was great. So. Oh. so, I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, all right, hockey. I forgot what I was talking about. So he puts the hockey. They were going to put it there, and they tore it all down and said, okay, we're ready for the hockey arena. And they go, just kidding. Changed our mind. Now it's Sky Song, which they tout as a great success. Yes, it's all paid for by uh, University or Arizona Listen, State well, University. Well, why don't you call it what it's paid for? It's paid by the taxpayers. Yeah, taxpayers have paid for it. People get half-priced offices, and they have a lot of R&D going on down there, huge success. Now they want to build, I think they build apartments where students can live for free. And you guess where the students came from. They all come in from somewhere else. But anyway, anyway, I digress. So then they build the hockey arena, and it's wiping out Glendale. Now they want it gone. Well, let's they want it turned into it. They want the team gone. It all went bankrupt. And they built it, and they built the shopping center. The Cardinals facility was is out there. But, but Elman lost. Oh, he lost unbelievable. So he was going to buy this. I don't know he paid. He lost a. He paid $110 million for land in Fountain Hills, which is a town uh, northeast of the valley. It was one of those state land Land auctions, auctions in 07, and he extended it and extended it, and he put $28 million down and lost it all. And yesterday he backed out of the whole deal. So Because they can't develop it. All right, They still, at the prices, it has not come back. They can't develop it. They can't, uh, the price that they paid, and, and have it economically viable. So, so he, he, they paid $28 million and still said we're better off walking away. And they lost, yeah. They lost the 223-acre, $2 billion Westgate project, and now the hockey team's there. And it's a, uh, Glendale goes, we can't hire police officers. And I mean, the thing's a mess, you know. But through it all, hockey, hockey's a weird sport out here in Arizona because, you know, Farmer Johnson's pond doesn't freeze up in, in Paradise Valley. <laughs> So when you're a kid, you go play hockey. We don't know anything about hockey out here. I grew up nothing. I know nothing about it. I I just recently found out they have a position called right wing. <laughs> you know what? Though on the same team, they also have left wing. So and I used to think it was soccer. You know, soccer is the most, you know, liberal, optimistic. But I, you know, and, and let's face it, soccer is a great sport for girls. To you know, to but a manly sport, no. Um, but I believe hockey, after reading all this, I believe hockey is the sport with the biggest amount of Kool-Aid drinkers. Well, beer drinkers. But um, from just the looks of it, you know, look at Wisconsin. It's a hockey state, most liberal state ever. I mean, Sanders wipes out Clinton, and they hate Trump. And so it's all government employees, government pensions, and very liberal. But I, I've invented a new sport. Are you ready? I think this is great. 
So if they if they can't make the hockey team go, and soccer doesn't work here either, but even though it's huge in the East, uh, I'm I'm thinking full contact field hockey. <laughs> How's that for a sport? Go on. I, I think I'm on to something. So they dress up like football players. They got helmets on. But they every time they get near each other, they beat the crap out of each other with hockey, metal hockey sticks. <laughs> so it's kind of like lacrosse. Yeah, there you go. But actually, they get it's full contact. They get to hit each other with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could sell that in Glendale. If nothing else, you could use that for anger management. That's right. Full contact <laughs> field hockey. <laughs> you know, they let us do it in high school with the plastic ones. And it was just a matter of time until the leg whip started. <laughs> Painful get hit by those things, but what a great sport. All right, here's another one. All right, we're off of sports, that's it. But I just, I thought that hockey wins. This guy lost $2 billion on the Westgate thing, another $28 million Just now, just, just walked away just walked from away. The, the land in Fountain Hills because the economy is so good and the housing recovery and all of that is, is upon us. Things don't make any sense to me. So you go down there into Tempe by ASU. You know, they put a rubber bladder in like 10 years ago and backed up the Salt River <laughs> and, made a, and made a lake. Anybody that has lived in Arizona for longer than five minutes would have said, not a chance that you know what, that that thing's going to make it more than two years. Right, and it didn't. So the rubber batter, bladder broke. But they put this lake down by the university. And I got to admit, you know, it looks kind of cool down there. And then all, all these, kinds of buildings around. And it. then these buildings just shot up everywhere. And again, you know, it looks like Newport Beach or something. <laughs> it looks awesome. I hadn't driven by in a long time. Now they had to drain the lake and build another dam. Now we're in the worst drought ever, and they're going to refill the lake. And I have to question this wisdom with the drought number one. But the biggest health scare right now is the Zika virus. Okay. <laughs> let's put it right, let's fill this lake right in the middle of town and attract every mosquito from here to Guadalajara. <laughs> and send them up there. <laughs> the mosquitoes in Brazil are just waiting for it to be filled up. Is it filled yet, you know? So, uh, and they're going to fill it up just in time for summer. So, Zico will probably kill every student at ASU. <laughs> Patriot Radio News Hour. The blind leads to the stupid. It's not easy to tell which is which anymore. We'll see you. Stay with us. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Cedar Shrimp Joe Jake went rocking and firing from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios. Beautiful, vacant Deer Valley, Arizona, under partly. Cloudy skies in about uh, 17 minutes to the hour. It's a great day to be alive. Unless, of course, uh, you think you had a bad day. You know, we all had bad days, but, uh, and especially golfing. Golfing, somebody once said, is a good way to mess up a really nice walk. Um, Ernie Ells opened with a nine yesterday. Set a record. The oh, worst opening round hole ever. But then the guy turns around and shoots an 80. Did you see that? Look I'm going to say this. Ernie L. really made me feel good. Because here it is. That's a professional. Right. Listen, I can get a nine. <laughs> Can't putt. I, I could play the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I walked away with. I saw that this morning. I just started laughing. So it's uh, interesting. 
Well, we see all sorts of weird things. You know, i got to tell you, the election's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But another weird thing that they did today, which I don't get. You know, there's a huddle, and nothing happens on TV by accident. Nothing. Oh, absolutely not. So, you know, when they talk about, you know, live from the New York stock market, I want you to know why they're actually live at the stock market. Because, see, there was a little thing 20 years ago. There used to be people there. Traders right. were there. Yeah. The reason they're live at, at the actual floor of the New York stock market is because it's actually empty. Matter of fact, most of the people walking around there, you know, the guys that are working, that's all for TV. Oh, yeah. They bring them out, and then, all right, cameras are on, and they make them look like they're there. Somebody told me they were just at the stock exchange. Oh, a buddy of mine, uh, he's a, G, a GM for uh, Marriott Corporation. He's actually a hotel manager. And he was back there at uh, for for a con, some, I don't know, for convention or something. And they got, they let him go to the to the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. He goes, and I always thought it was like the Coliseum, you know, like this huge floor. He goes, it's nothing. Nothing. He says it's maybe, you know, 40 feet long, 50 feet long. I'm telling you, they've they've set it up for TV, but nobody's actually there anymore. That's weird. He goes, there's no no one there, and uh, he goes, it's small. He goes, and you're expecting, you know, you think of the the countries that this is wiped out and the millions of people that... Wall Street won't open on Monday. I know, it's just some small room. Isn't that weird? So... But I got to tell you, again, the, the orchestrated managed economy we live in, I don't know whose idea it was to put uh, Ben Bernanke on TV this morning oh boy. to tell us, and I, and I quote, we see no recession issues in 2016. Do you think they should get out and play Ben Bernanke on TV in 2006? <laughs> August 2006, remember they were still talking about, no, no, we're going to raise rates. I think they just scratched out the uh, the one of the zeros and added a one. <laughs> well, you know, it was the same speech. The, the Dow was up 170 points when, when he, he said, said that. It, yeah. It's now only up 40. I think they were like, "What? Who put him on? <laughs> Who put him on to tell us we, again we weren't going in a recession?" It, yeah, it peeled 150 off of Wall Street instantly. They're like, uh, "Last time he said that hmm, didn't work so well, did it?" Like 30 days later. <laughs> the largest recession in the history. Let's face it. What we've been through makes the Great Depression look like child's play. We're not out of it, obviously. Ask ask the Elman companies. They still can't build a house with property they bought in 07. They talk about Japan, the lost decade. Well, guess what? Uh, it's now three decades. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, and then we have the election, which I got to tell you, this doesn't instill confidence of where we're heading and where we're at, you know, and do you, if you stop and think about this current administration adding $9 trillion on the national debt, a figure had I forecasted here eight years ago, people would have went, oh, what, a, what an idiot this guy is. And I want to just bring up one point. That would, that would tell you that every year the, the national debt should have uh, increased by a little more than a trillion. What about one point one one point two? trillion dollars a year but yet they tell you that the deficit only was over a trillion dollars twice yeah Yeah. right and then they try to tell you last year hey it was only 400 some billion and then they stopped counting it for how long right well that was the old uh 
what was that? The, uh, the, the Congress needed to act to raise the debt limit. But you're sitting there and you're thinking about, this is how much they lie to everybody. They lie right to our face. And they don't care. They're unapologetic about it. The realities are, even the best year, which allegedly was this last year, 2015, the $440 billion deficit, it was, all, it was over $700 billion. Well, if you want to know the real truth, even if you balanced it, even if Donald Trump got elected and he paid it off in eight years, it still leaves $700 trillion in unfunded liabilities when you add up Social Security, food stamps. It's they can't not, Listen, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Eight years pretty much doubled. Yeah. In eight more years, it will be double again. 40. This will be $40 trillion. I've been telling you, you need to, I, I don't get it. It's so, the math is so simple. And, they, and people would rather listen to the liars on the idiot box. I don't get it. Oh, I know. They just need another candidate so nothing will change except national debt. Just keep piling it right, all the up. two candidates that obviously the public wants wants to see. It's obvious to me. They want to see Trump and they want to see Sanders, and they're doing everything to ensure that neither one of them gets there. Right. Well, you get Hillary Clinton. You know, she's mean. <laughs> Women are mean anyway by nature. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. If my wife got elected president, holy cow! And Bangladesh called on a bad day, they'd be gone by five o'clock. <laughs> Bangla who? Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, we nuked those guys at 3.30. They called. Uh, they wanted something. <laughs> I told them, don't ever call me again. I know. Boom. Gone. Women are mean. I mean, God, that I gotta, is Eric Cedar. I got to be honest with you. You got Hillary Clinton. I don't think anybody's best with us. <laughs> uh, all right. I digress. What a day. You never know what you're going to hear on Friday. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour where... The blind leads to the stupid, and we're just glad that you're here. we got final segments coming up. Stay with us if you can take it. I wish a buck was still silver. It was back when the country was strong. Back before Elvis and before Vietnam War. For the Beatles and yesterday When a man could still work Still would Oh, I love that song, man. The Mighty Merle. All right, here. You know, I made some pretty crazy predictions on this show. Some coming to fruition, most not. But this one, I think there's a new Edsel. Okay. A new Edsel. The Edsel, if you don't know the automobile that... Uh, it was named after Henry Ford's son. Right. That was just... That everybody wanted. They showed the pictures of the magazine. Well, they said everybody wanted it. Well, they pre-ordered them because they were a good-looking car. I think the Edsel's a good-looking car. And they were, they were you know, at the time uh, considered ahead of their time. And everybody pre-ordered them, and they came and... Well, the same thing's happening with a little company called Tesla. You're talking about their new, inexpensive right. Tesla model. Well, inexpensive, yeah, only fifty grand or whatever. But the government subsidizes 
I think up to, I'm not sure of the number, but I think up to 170. But you're, you're, listen, you're, you're correct. Their inexpensive model is right. still go right. back 20 years. Who the heck would pay $50,000 for a golf cart? For all the libs that want to drive electric. And I don't get it. You know, the power bill in my life is the most expensive thing I own. It's more, more, more than my health insurance. You know, I don't have a car payment. But anything else, it's almost as much as my house payment, the power bill is. And I want to plug a car in when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, let's face it, the power bill never goes down. Oil oh, no. can fall, energy can, natural gas can go down, that power bill is always going up. You see, people that buy electric cars believe there's going to be free charging stations. <laughs> yeah, they're plugged into my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. You know, they just put a tax on it. Do you see Prescott College now is adding a tax onto all the tuitions? to pay for a scholarship every year for an illegal alien. Well, an illegal, an, un- an undocumented. Is that the same thing? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know So, so uh, just so you... I'll save it for Monday. Oh. We'll talk about that on Monday. Well, you can touch on it. You can throw them Well, let's just say that uh, the request for foreign workers uh, started April the 1st. Uh, they didn't get out of the... They didn't make it to the 5th before they surpassed the 85,000-person limit. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, well, you know, they do jobs that Americans don't want to do, right? Or they just do them for less. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you that, decide. That's cheaper than, than robots. <laughs> <laughs> if you get, you know, Haji to come in from India, you know, Johnny Quest money. <laughs> You know, he's got to work for nothing. You know, Haji's got oh. his own show. They fired Johnny Quest. Reese, they're all gone. It's the Haji hour. He gets 83 bucks a week. <laughs> I'm sorry, about <laughs> Who knew that was going to happen? I mean, this is the new world we live in. So, uh, Gold's up $5,1242. Silver's up $0.20, cents, $15.36. The Dow is up 50 Earlier this week, I ran a special with $5 Liberty Gold pieces. They were 365 bucks. That was $25 in gold. I've got 75 of them be- between now and noon. 365-800-951-0592. God bless you all, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. And buy something, would you? See you later.